Hello and welcome to the Ramgad Pod. I am your host, Jason Economou, Government Affairs Director for the Realtors Association of Maui. And this is my podcast, and this is a bonus episode. So today's bonus episode, I'm not going to be doing an interview. We're not going to be talking to any guests. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to address the most common question I have been getting from members, from family members, from friends, which is, what's the deal with these charter amendments? There have been a lot of flyers going around. There have been websites set up regarding the charter amendments. Some people are saying, vote no to all seven. Some people are saying, vote yes to all seven. Most people are saying, I don't really know what's going on. I haven't had time to research these charter amendments, and I really wish somebody would explain it to me. And thankfully, my job affords me the luxury of taking time to learn about the different charter amendments and learn about everything that's going on in Maui County government affairs. So thankfully, I've, I've had the opportunity to read through these, and I want to provide the same sort of synopsis that I've been providing to friends and family. And in order to do that, I want to start this podcast by explaining what I'm going to talk about is not necessarily Ram's opinion on things. I am an individual that gets to speak on behalf of Ram at times, but most of what I'm going to share is my own personal understanding of these charter amendments. With that in mind, I will explain when Ram is taking a position on a charter amendment and why. Currently, there are seven different charter amendments that are potentially on the ballot, or excuse me, they are on the ballot, but they could potentially be implemented. Of those seven charter amendments, Ram is only taking a position on three of them. I'll tell you when, uh, what three charter amendments those are. I'll explain what the position is and why we're taking that position. But just keep in mind, I will talk about all seven. Ram is not taking a position on all seven. And I, I might take a position on some of them, depending on how self-disclosing I am feeling throughout this podcast. So the structure that I'm going to use in trying to explain all of this is I'm going to go one by one based off of the lineup provided in the 2020 proposed Maui County Charter Amendment synopsis document that was put out by Maui County. Excuse me, I'm, I'm going to have to take pauses to drink water throughout this. I, I can sense my mouth going dry. And I might cut some of them out, but I think y'all are just going to have to deal with the rest of them. All right, so let's get started. The first Charter Amendment is going to appear on your ballot in the form of this question. Quote, Shall the charter be amended to require that a minimum percentage of the certified real property tax revenues be appropriated into an affordable housing fund beyond fiscal year 2021 to be used for the provision, protection, and expansion of affordable housing and suitable living environments, and to increase the minimum required percentage from 2% to 3% of the certified real property tax revenues, effective July 1st, 2021. So if this passes, starting July 1st, 2021, 
the council would be required to use at least 3% of the money collected from real property taxes for the affordable housing fund to provide affordable housing. And this would continue beyond 2021. If this does not pass, after June 30th, 2021, the council would not be required to set aside at least 2% of the money collected from the real property taxes for affordable housing fund. Uh, this was part of Resolution 20-59 entitled Proposing an Amendment to Section 9-20 of the Revised Chapters of the Revised Charter of the County of Maui, 1983, as amended, relating to the Affordable Housing Fund. So, on this first charter amendment, RAM is taking a position, and we are supporting it, because we have consistently advocated for increased funding for the Affordable Housing Fund, and we've advocated for the importance of the, import, uh, the Affordable Housing Fund. Uh, the folks arguing against this make economic points that are, they're, they're true. You know, should we be forcing the county to set aside up to 3% of its profits or, or a minimum of 3% of its real property tax revenue when we are at the start of, you know, a, a wild recession, you know, a, a potentially global long-lasting recession? Uh, is that wise? And under normal circumstances, I would probably say no. It is not wise to require that money to be set aside. But that ignores the fact that we have been having affordable housing shortages in Maui County for decades. I mean, we literally went a decade, over a decade, without affordable housing being built. Now we have this affordable housing fund, and it's getting houses built, and it's, it's giving really necessary funding to projects at a time when we need housing more than ever. And to just scrap the whole thing, or potentially scrap the whole thing, uh, it seems short-sighted. And the way things work is if we don't require this money to be set aside and put into the affordable housing fund, uh, put into the affordable housing fund, then, you know, I, I don't know if, if people will hold it as a priority or if they'll be willing to sacrifice that revenue when it really does need to be sacrificed for affordable housing. Um, but we've in the past, we've convinced ourselves that it's not a dire situation. And I worry that in the future, we'll convince ourselves it's not a dire situation. So that's, that's why uh, largely why Ram is supporting it. That's why I personally am also supporting it. I understand the economic arguments. I think if you are fiscally, fiscally conservative, I'm not going to blame you. I don't think you're a bad person for, for not supporting this. And, you know, quite frankly, this may get revisited by the Charter Commission, even if it fails. So if you're not sure and you want to leave your, your vote blank, it won't count either way. It won't be a vote against the, the amendment. It won't be a vote for the amendment. So that's another option. But that is the option with the, uh, or that is the issue surrounding the first Charter Amendment the Affordable Housing Fund. The second charter amendment that we're going to look at deals with the Office of the Managing Director. Now, this is a really complex one, and the question that you're going to see on your ballot is, is also a pretty big question, 
but I don't think it does the issue justice. But let me go ahead and read the question to you. Quote, Shall the Charter be amended, effective January 2nd, 2023, to reorganize the executive branch of the County of Maui to establish an office of the managing director, wherein a managing director hired by the mayor through a recruitment and selection process involving the mayor, council chair, and a three-member citizen group, shall function as the county's chief operating officer responsible for the county's daily operations, the appointment and removal of most department heads, and the implementation of county policy. The mayor shall be the county's chief executive officer responsible for supervising the managing director's work, representing the county in intergovernmental affairs, having the authority to approve or veto bills, nominating board and commission members, and enforcing provisions of the charter, county ordinances, and all applicable laws, and authorizing various housekeeping revisions. So, according to the breakdown provided uh, by the County of Maui, if the proposal does pass, starting on January 2nd, 2023, the managing director would be hired by the mayor following a recruitment and selection process involving the mayor, the council chair, and a citizen group to be Maui County's chief operating officer. The managing director would be in charge of daily operations, hiring and firing most department directors, and overseeing Maui County's laws and policies. The mayor and council would have to agree to fire the managing director. Other components of county government would be restructured. If the proposal does not pass, the managing director would continue to be hired by the mayor with the council's approval to lead the Department of Management. The mayor would continue to be Maui County's chief executive officer in charge of daily operations, hiring and firing most department directors, and overseeing Maui County's laws and policies. The mayor would continue to have the authority to fire the managing director without council approval. This was all part of Resolution 20-60. Now, a lot of you are familiar with past efforts to have a charter amendment that would create an office of the county manager. Uh, this does not create the county manager. This is not that proposal that you guys saw years ago. This is a different proposal. This creates or restructures to create an office of the managing director. And the managing director would largely function as our current managing director does, but uh, with some added powers. Now, this is, is one of those uh, charter amendments where RAM is taking a position. And the position that we are taking is that we are recommending voting no concerning the formation of an office of the managing director. And the reason we are recommending that is because this question is a long and, and complicated question on the ballot. And even with how complicated it is, it does not do justice to how drastic the changes to the county charter would be. If you go back and you look at Resolution 20-60, this removes entire pages of the charter and replaces it with, with new language. A lot of the language is well thought out. And honestly, it makes changes that would probably be beneficial. 
However, there are some issues with the language. And one of those issues is that uh, the managing director under the newly imagined office of the managing director would technically be able to hire department heads as long as they consult the mayor, but the mayor does not need to consent to those heads. Moreover, the mayor can't fire the managing director if the council doesn't allow it, and the mayor can't get rid of department heads if the council won't allow it. So if you will, just imagine a scenario where there are six members of the county council who are ideologically aligned, and they have a mayor that they are ideologically aligned with. And prior to an election, the mayor appoints the new managing director, and the six members of the county council love it, and they, they go along with that appointment. And the, that mayor's managing director goes ahead and, and hires all the department heads that they can with, you know, the consent of the mayor. They consult the mayor, they get the consent of the mayor, and now the mayor has their managing director and they've got uh, a council they agree with and they've got department heads that they all agree with. And then there's an election. Well, in the election, those six county council members maintain their seats, but we get a new mayor who is ideologically different from the six county council members. Well, if that new mayor wants to hire a new managing director, those six county council members can block that mayor from firing the previous mayor's managing director. If the new mayor wants different department heads that are more aligned with that new mayor's agenda, well, those county council members can block that mayor from terminating any of those department heads. And they can keep the mayor from requiring the, the managing director to hire new department heads. So what you have is an instance where suddenly the legislative branch has all of the power in the executive branch because the previous executive hired a non-elected official who agreed with them ideologically. So so this is really, it imagines a pretty easily imaginable scenario where the council can hold the office of the mayor hostage in some ways. Is it likely? I don't know. Uh, would it cause chaos in our local form of government? I think it would. Does this charter amendment do anything to address that problem? It does not. And because it doesn't do anything to address this very foreseeable circumstance where a council is ideologically different than the mayor and tries to impose some sort of authority over the executive branch, uh, that's going to cause some problems. So I would rather vote no when the Charter Commission reconvenes in 2021. They can look at this proposal. They can fix it. They can fully vet it. But right now... I don't, I don't think it needs to be decided right now. So I'm voting no on that. Ram is recommending that its, its members vote no on that. All right. Two down. Number three. This one's a bit easier. This one deals with establishing stricter term limits for the county council. And this question is going to appear on your ballot as 
shall the charter be amended to establish stricter term limits for council members by limiting the number of terms a person may serve as a council member to five full terms. If this proposal does pass, no one would be able to serve more than five two-year terms on the Maui County Council starting January 2nd, 2021. If the proposal does not pass, a person who has served five consecutive terms as a Maui County Council member would remain eligible to serve as a Maui County Council member after sitting out one term. That's the current state of the law. This one is an interesting one to me. Um, you know, the, the folks saying vote yes for all seven and the folks saying vote no for all seven don't spend too much time addressing the, uh, the term limits question directly. Uh, Ram is not taking a position on this. Personally, I tend to like term limits. But the argument against it is actually a pretty good one. Because in our county council, we have to fill nine, sleeps, nine seats. It's difficult work. And you don't have a ton of people stepping forward who meet the residency requirements for each district and who are willing to do the job. And it's one of those jobs where you really do gain expertise by doing it. So, you know, if this were in place, we wouldn't have Alice Lee on the council right now. And Alice Lee is, you know, she is a valuable member of our community and, and she's a valuable member of the county council. She, she's an integral part of, of what makes this council function uh, and her, her wealth of knowledge, you know, really can't be overstated how valuable that is. So I like living in a world where Alice Lee can retire for a while and then decide that she wants to come back and serve her community and still be eligible to be on the county council. Um, on the other hand, this could open it up for new talent. You know, you, you've got candidates who um, might not get too many opportunities because they might be running against a popular incumbent who, who can win on name recognition alone. So, so this would open it up to, to new, new talent potentially. Uh, however you vote, I hope you take some time, look at the, the charter amendments in full. I'm probably going to vote for this one even though that Alice Lee argument, that's a good argument. All right. The fourth charter amendment is going to appear on your ballot as such. Shall the charter be amended effective January 2nd, 2021 to establish standards for interpreting and complying with the charter, including by requiring a viable judicial action to be filed within 30 days to seek clarity? when a conflict in the interpretation of the charter is identified. So if this proposal does pass, the charter would include additional standards for interpreting and complying with the charter's provisions. Within 30 days of a conflict between the administration and the council in interpreting the charter, an attorney for the county would be required to go to court to resolve the conflict. If the proposal does not pass, the charter would not include additional standards for interpreting and complying with the charter's provisions. County officers and employees could continue to seek legal advice on the charter's provisions from attorneys employed by the county without a requirement to go to court 
to resolve the conflict. This is a tricky one that stems from the dispute over the interpretation of the charter, I think, surrounding the injection well case. Um, there was a, a disagreement between the council and the mayor as far as who has the ability to authorize a settlement in a case. The council was reading it one way. The mayor was reading it another way. The council wanted, if I'm recalling correctly, um, I believe the council wanted the mayor to get a judicial review of the charter, uh, some sort of court order explaining that he had the authority and was the only one with the authority to sign or not sign the settlement agreements. And the mayor and corporation council had interpreted that uh, he does have the authority and that the council does not have the authority. And based on that interpretation, there is no need for judicial review. Under these circumstances, the language that would be added, I mean, this would not really, it is unlikely to cost money. So it's not as though the county can't afford to add this language. The language isn't particularly um, controversial in the sense that it's basic principles of interpreting a contract and, and how to, it's also basic principles of, you know, when there's a dispute, who resolves it. It probably isn't a bad idea. Arguably, it adds time to things. If if the council doesn't like something the mayor is doing, they could, you know, argue that that they read the charter differently. Hire some attorney to write them an opinion, force judicial review, um, or you know, according to this, they wouldn't even need an alternative or conflicting interpretation. They could force judicial review just by saying that they disagree. Um, I'm fine with it. Ram is not taking a position on this. I am concerned because one of the provisions of the language that's added says that um, a violation of the charter, uh, if there's a conflict and, and somebody acts in opposition to what the judicial review says, then that could be used as, I think it says that it could be used as grounds for termination or impeachment. I'm, I'm not too comfortable with that, but I think it's unlikely that anybody's going to get impeached over that. So I think it's fine to, to vote for it, leave it blank, vote against it. It's really if you think the charter would benefit from having this language added. Regarding number five, the fifth charter amendment, this deals with the charter commission. And this is going to be on your ballots in the form of a question. And the question is going to read, shall the charter be amended effective January 2nd, 2021 to authorize the council to appoint nine members and the mayor to appoint two members of the 11-member Charter Commission, which is required to study and review the operation of county government. So this is another one of those amendments that uh, RAM is taking a position on, and we are recommending voting no concerning this Charter Amendment. And this was a tricky one. And it really came down to how, how it could play out in council. So let me, let me tell you what the, the county explains. They say if this proposal does pass, the mayor would appoint two members of the county council. Excuse me. Let me start over. If the proposal does pass, the mayor would appoint two members and the council would appoint nine members with each council member making a nomination of the 11-member Charter Commission, 
which is set up every 10 years to review the operation of county government, including proposed amendments to the Maui County Charter. If the proposal does not pass, the mayor would continue to appoint, with the council's approval, all 11 members of the Charter Commission, which is set up every 10 years to review the operation of county government, including proposed amendments to the Maui County Charter. So the status quo, the state of things now, is that the mayor appoints all 11 members of the Charter Commission, and those appointments have to be approved by the county council. So the county council does have oversight over all 11 appointments right now. What would occur if this charter amendment passes is that the mayor would appoint two members of the charter commission. The council would still need to approve those members. And then the council would appoint nine members. And the idea is that each member of the council will nominate one member, and then those nine will be appointed and approved by the council. Here is my fear, and the amendment as written according to Resolution 20-100 does not address this fear. And the fear is, what happens if the council has a 6-3 split and six members of the county council decide that they don't like any of the nominations put forward by the other three members? What if six members of the county council who are all ideologically aligned one way refuse to approve the nomination of one or two or three of their colleagues? Do those colleagues have to go back to the drawing board, keep on nominating people until the other council members agree with them? Is that really more democratic? Is, is, that, is that more balanced? I don't know. What happens? I don't know because the charter amendment doesn't address it. So I am not going to vote in favor of this charter amendment because that question isn't answered. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to vote against it. I might leave it blank. I, I have to think about it. If, if, if you guys think it's more democratic, by all means, you know, vote for it. Do I think that, that six council members are always going to shoot down the nominations of the other three council members? No, I don't. Do I think it might happen? Maybe with one council member getting their nomination shot down? Yeah. Yeah, I could foresee that happening. And then how's that going to go? Uh, how functional is the government going to be then? So we'll see. We'll see. I don't think it's the end of the world if this passes. I don't think it's the end of the world if it doesn't. I think um, probably we do need to have a little more diversity with how charter commission members are selected. But maybe I wouldn't say that if I were selected for the charter commission. Wink, wink. All right. The sixth charter amendment is... Uh, deals with establishing stricter term limits for the mayor. And this is going to appear on your ballot in the form of the following question. Quote, shall the charter be amended to establish stricter term limits for the mayor by limiting the number of terms a person may serve as mayor to two full terms? If the proposal does not pass, no one 
would be able to serve, excuse me, I messed that up, if the proposal does pass. No one would be able to serve more than two four-year terms as mayor of Maui County starting January 2nd, 2021. If the proposal does not pass, a person who has served two consecutive four-year terms as mayor of Maui County would remain eligible to serve as mayor of Maui County after sitting out one term. That is the current state of things. If I'm not mistaken, uh, that is how Alan Arakawa was mayor th- three times. Uh, I think he is the only mayor in, in Maui County to have been mayor three times. So, um, you know, if this passes, then Mayor Victorino, who is on his first term, would be able to run for re-election to, to have a second term, but he would not be eligible beyond that second term. So Ram is not taking a position on this. Once again, there's, there's arguments both ways. I tend to lean in favor of term limits. However, there is something to be said. If we don't have a lot of great candidates coming forward and we've got somebody with knowledge and experience that the people want to vote for by a popular decision, then maybe they should be allowed to vote for that person. So vote how you want, but, but that one's pretty straightforward. And finally, number seven, relating to establishing a Department of Agriculture. This is going to be on your ballots in the form of the following question. Quote, shall the charter be amended effective July 1st, 2022 to establish a Department of Agriculture to develop a sustainable regional agricultural system for Maui County. If the proposal does pass, effective July 1st, 2022, a Maui County Department of Agriculture would be created consisting of a director, deputy director, and necessary staff to provide advocacy and assistance with related issues on agricultural matters. If the proposal does not pass, a Maui County Department of Agriculture would not be created to provide advocacy and assistance with related issue issues on agricultural matters. Existing agencies, including the State of Hawaii Department of Agriculture, would continue to work on agricultural matters. This one is a tricky one. This one's a controversial one, too. Um, we've been seeing editorials coming out on both sides explaining, you know, the Maui Farmers Bureau members were polled and they voted against this. And, you know, local farmers or local small farmers are in favor, agriculture or organic farmers are in favor, but, you know, GMO farmers are not. There's a lot of arguments. And quite frankly, I think a lot of those arguments are because there's not a ton of information. Ram is not taking a position on this charter amendment. I am happy that we are not taking a position on this charter amendment because it has really fired people up in in a weird way. My um personally, I have so many questions. I have questions on if this is 
meant to be a regulatory body or if it really is just, you know, to advocate. When it talks about, you know, the actual language of the Charter Amendment, this creates Chapter 18 in the Charter. And, um, you know, it's a Department of Agriculture. So what does this say? As far as organization, there is a Department of Agriculture consisting of a director, deputy director, necessary staff, including advocates, ombudspersons, inspectors, and grant writers, organized to fulfill the department's powers, duties, and functions through the establishment of necessary and appropriate divisions and other means. Um, Let's look at the powers, duties, and functions. The primary purpose and intent of the creation of the Department of Agriculture is to provide advocacy and not create additional regulatory barriers on all matters related to agriculture. Let's see. The director of agriculture must develop a sustainable regional agricultural system for Maui County, build the economic resilience of the county's communities by increasing opportunities in the agricultural sector, boost resident health and food security through ensuring access to locally grown agricultural products, promote healthy ecosystems through natural resource regeneration and protection, including through advising other agencies and the council on all programs and projects that affect the agricultural sector, develop and implement programs to diversify and expand sustainable forms of agriculture, report to the mayor and council annually on the county's overall performance in meeting agricultural objectives and any barriers that could be addressed by ordinance, perform other duties and functions as assigned by the mayor or managing director. Um, That's what I read to you is, is pretty much all the explanation of what the Department of Agriculture will do. There is another section that says Director and Deputy Director of Agriculture, and it says the Director and Deputy Director of Agriculture are appointed in the same manner as the Director and Deputy Director of Water Supply, respectively. Uh, The Director and Deputy Director of Agriculture must have had five years of experience in the field of agriculture and in an administrative capacity, either in public service, private business, or both, in addition to specific qualifications set forth by ordinance. So based on the fact that this creates a whole new department with just a few paragraphs and the rest is to be figured out by ordinance and the fact that I have not seen the ordinances um, and the fact that there are all these other questions leads me to believe that this is not a fully baked idea. At least... Not enough to be to be arguing this much over when we have the Charter Commission ready to reconvene in 2021. I like the sound of a Department of Agriculture if it really is just an advocacy body, though it makes me wonder what all of the other organizations are doing um, if they can't advocate for for agriculture. Um, you know, why are we going to be duplicating that on the county level if it's just advocacy, if there's no regulation? Um, I have a feeling it's going to turn into a regulatory body. Uh, You know, historically, I think industries don't necessarily do great when they have additional regulatory bodies added to them. I think regulation is good, especially when it's something that we consume, like food. You know, we want agricultural regulations. I'm not opposed to that, but we've got that on the state level and the federal level and adding it on the county level. I don't know if it's worth it. 
I personally am, am conflicted on this one. I would like to see more uh, more information. And because of that, I would like to see this go to the Charter Commission. Um, I'll either, I don't know, vote no or leave it blank. Or maybe I'll change my mind to vote yes at the very last second. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure on this one yet. And I'm not expecting you to be sure. But, you know... I figured somebody should try and explain these things because I'm getting a lot of questions and a lot of people are telling me that they need help figuring this out. So just to recap, we've gone over all seven charter amendments. Uh, We've got potential charter amendments dealing with the affordable housing fund, increasing that from two to 3% and extending the timeline. Ram is in favor of that. Uh, We've got a charter amendment that would create an office of the managing director there are a lot of changes involved there. RAM is opposed to that. We're, we're recommending voting no regarding the office of the managing director. We've got a charter amendment dealing with um, term limits for county council members. RAM is not making a recommendation with that one, so, you know, vote your conscience. We've got a charter amendment dealing with conflict interpretation for the charter. So if there's a, a conflict of, of how to interpret the charter, this would set guidelines for, for what needs to occur. Uh, Ram is not taking a position on that one. Vote your conscience. I, I kind of like it. I, I've changed one. I'm going to vote in favor of that one. Uh, for the fifth charter amendment, uh, this deals with appointing members to the charter commission. Ram is opposing that because There are questions concerning what happens if the council can't agree on the nine members that it appoints. We think it's a a pretty big shift in power from from the mayor to from the executive branch to the legislative branch as well. So we're recommending that our our members vote no on that. But by all means, vote your conscience. Even what we even if we recommend something, if you don't agree with us, you're you're allowed to disagree with us. The sixth charter amendment deals with uh, term limits for the mayor. We are not making a recommendation. Vote your conscience. And the seventh deals with the Department of Agriculture. And for this one, I'm going to tell you to do research. I'm going to tell you to, to go ahead and do a little research on this one before making your decision. And that covers it with the charter amendments. RAM also came out with our recommendations concerning the county council elections. I, I wrote up a really detailed explanation as to why we made those recommendations. And I encourage you guys to, to seek that out. If you want to email me, if, if you didn't get that in Thursday things, you can email me or email Kelsey and we can forward you a copy of, of that explanation or just search your email for Thursday things that came out last week. And I'll we'll link to it again this week as well. And I'm not going to go into detail as to how we came up with these recommendations, but I will just say them so you have it all in one podcast. For the Kahului Council seat, we are recommending support for Tasha Kama. She is the incumbent. She's a great housing advocate. For the Lanai Council seat in the race between Alberta DeJetley and Gabe Johnson, we are recommending Alberta DeJetley. In the Molokai Council seat race between Stacy Helm-Cravello 
and Keani Rollins Fernandez, we are recommending Stacy Crivello. In the East Maui Council seat race uh, between Claire Carroll and Shane Sinensi, we are recommending Claire Carroll. For the upcountry council seat, Yukile Sugimura is running unopposed, and we are still recommending Yukile Sugimura. Um, even though she's running unopposed, we still want you to go and, and cast a ballot in her favor because she's just that good. Uh, same goes with the Wailuku seat. Alice Lee is running unopposed, but we still want you to vote for Alice Lee. Fill in that box because Alice Lee is great and we love her. And um, Makawao Haiku Pa'ia seat. We are recommending Mike Molina. Uh, he is running against Asia Iyer. Uh, with that one, you know, vote your conscience on that one because, you know, we are recommending Mike Molina. And I, I, I like Mike Molina. He's, he's a great candidate. But uh, Asia Iyer is also an outstanding candidate. And I, I really don't think you can go wrong with either candidate. Um, I, I, strong, I believe Mike Molina is going to win. He's, he's got the name recognition and the experience. You know, he's, I mean, heck, half the voters had him as a school teacher. So, you know, he's got a huge advantage. But Asia Iyer is, is really um, somebody to, to keep an eye out for, um, really just a, a brilliant person. Uh, and for the South Maui seat in the race between Kelly King and Tom Cook, uh, we are recommending Kelly King. She has done a lot to uh, be a friend of Ram this past term. And uh, Tom Cook is also an exceptional candidate. We, we really enjoyed the interview with him, and um, I've enjoyed getting to know Tom Cook a lot. But, you know, Kelly King has, has really given Ram a seat at the table consistently, and, um, you know, we appreciate that. So we are recommending Kelly King. And regarding West Maui, Ram is not making a recommendation. Uh, that, that one was, was a real tricky one. Uh, Rick Nava... I did the podcast with him. I encourage all of you to listen to it, learn about Rick Nava because he's one heck of a nice guy. Super, super cool guy that, you know, really he, he practices what he preaches. He cares about people and he practices what he preaches. Um, Tamara Paulton, not, not a bad council member. You know, she, she gets a lot of criticism from a lot of our members, but there's also a contingent of our members who are, are, fierce fans of, of Tamara Paulton. Um, Tamara Paulton has softened a lot of her positions regarding some of the realtor issues. And um, really, she's, she's softened her position on realtors in, in an interesting way. And uh, in an odd way, she showed herself to be one of the most fiscally conservative council members during the budget session. And you know, for for all the ideological disagreements we get into with Tamara Paulton, um, it's there's also a lot of good stuff that she she's been uh, doing on the council, and she she gives Ram her her time. Um, for somebody that that everybody thinks hates realtors, she still makes time to meet with us and talk to us and hear us out, and and she's still incredibly um, you know polite and gracious when she does that. So. You know, she she hasn't sort of done anything to earn our recommendation. However, she she hasn't done anything to to earn our dissent either. 
Uh, Rick Nava, if this was an open race, Ram would probably be supporting Rick Nava, um, but it, it's not. So, sorry. Uh, it's it's just, it's a difficult truth. Um, regardless, I want you to vote your conscience. Vote, um, vote for the person you think is best in all these races. You, even if it's different than, than what Ram thinks is best, vote for the person you think is best because you're an individual and individuals matter. And with that, I will end my bonus episode and i encourage you all if you have any questions to feel free to reach out to me anytime my email address is jason at ramaui.com questions are fine if you're just going to email me to tell me that you disagree with me and you think i'm stupid uh, just don't do that let's let's just go ahead and skip that part let's let's don't press send just write the angry email and then press discard because I don't need you bringing down my day. There's enough stuff to bring down my day if I wanted to. Instead, we're going to stay positive, And I hope you found this helpful. And um, take care. Aloha.